You're now listening to the second part of Donnie and I's conversation. For someone who isn't quick to speak, Donnie has not been afraid to share his story. From his demographic information to his school experience, he has shared such important information about his life story and stories of discrimination. However, there is still plenty more information to share. So, here it is. Um, and getting back to what we were talking about, the George Floyd murder. When we came back from for the fall semester, mm-hmm. that was when uh, Coach Aldrin and all the coaches here on the football team and also from other uh, sports teams here at IWU yeah. organized the United groups. And I know you were involved in those, as was Juice, as was Guardy, as was plenty of other teammates mm-hmm. on the team. And what was kind of your... Um, initial, your initial reaction to when those groups were announced, like that when when Coach Aldrin said those groups were going to be a thing, what were you? What kind of went on like, in your head? Are you talking about the uh, the United groups? Which one's that? It was the ones where we met. It, we met every Wednesday, and it was in the in the pack. Okay, and then yeah. we did have a groups together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, those. What, um, what was your initial reaction when you found out those were going to be a thing? Um, honestly, I was very nervous because I just I'm not. I don't like talking about stuff. Yeah, you're not you're not sense. a confrontational person. Yeah, I'm not. And I feel like some stuff I feel like I don't want to talk about with certain people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I don't know them, then I want to talk about it. Right. So, I mean, for me, it was just kind of nerve-wracking at first. But when I was in a situation and doing it, I mean, it was kind of good. I kind of felt like I was doing a good thing for trying to help people understand, I guess. Yeah. I mean, you're making your voice heard. Yeah. And that's, and, I, and you're make, you're having these kind of conversations like what we're having right now. Like yeah. th- th- that's, those are the stepping stones to getting mm-hmm. to the ultimate goal, which is a complete understanding with, yeah. ev- with everyone in the world. Yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, I remember I was in the group with, with Juice. Mm-hmm. Um, and the best part was, is it wasn't just limited to athletes. It was limited. It was open yeah, to anyone on the campus. Teachers was in there yeah. and everything. It was great. And just hearing people share their testimonies, whether they were black people, Asian people, white people, sharing their stories of, you know, either them being discriminated against or them witnessing racism. Yeah. And just listening to people really made me sit back and be like, whoa, like, this has happened in my backyard. Like, Juice is from Indianapolis. I'm from the west side of Indianapolis. And, I mean... I mean, I, I know Indianapolis isn't, you know, it's not the best city. Yeah. And over the years, it's kind of gotten worse. But, um, but I mean, I've lived in Indianapolis all 22 years of my life. Yeah. I lived on the south side and the west side, been, all the, been on all parts of Indianapolis. Yeah. And, I mean, just hearing about things that, have ha- that are happening in my backyard really hit it home for me where I'm like, dang, this, I mean, this stuff isn't, you know, you see it once in a blue moon on the news mm-hmm. and it's a city hundreds of miles away. Yeah. Like, there's stuff that goes unreported right that happens two miles from me, yeah. a few hundred feet from me. Yeah. I mean, it's it's crazy what – I mean, th- those groups really opened my eyes mm-hmm. to what my teammates were facing, the people who I, you know, I go up against you and Juice every day yeah. practice. Yeah. And I, you know, I don't want this to sound bad, but, like, I see you as a football player. Yeah. You know, when I'm on the field, I see you as a football player. I see you as, you know, one-on-one, I got to beat this corner. Yeah. And then, you know, outside of football, I see you as, you know, a friend, a classmate. But then, you know, outside of that, I never think of, you know, what what has Donnie gone through that I don't know about? Yeah. What has Juice gone through? What has Tommy gone through? What have all these 
teammates of mine, what have they gone through that I just don't know about? Yeah. And those groups really helped me understand people's backgrounds and different events they went through. Yeah. And I'm super thankful for that. And branching off of United was our micro groups that we had that yeah. um, that Coach Langs introduced us to. And I mean, that, that basically allowed for even more in-depth conversation about the issues. Yeah. And what what was your experience with microgroups like? Did you did you like it? Did you think it was, you know, um, something that you felt like the coaches had to do, or did you think it was something that was genuine and everyone benefited from it? I think it was genuine. Yeah. And uh, I also agree. I, I think everybody benefited from it for getting chapel credits and stuff. But it's also just a good time to just uh, have a closed kind of conversation with a group of people who you can – honestly just share anything with somebody people yeah. you're comfortable with so i think that's always good yeah definitely as men i feel like we try to hide a lot of things like if we're hurting or something don't want to talk about it yeah. and those kind of spaces gives us opportunities to talk about different things yeah i mean yeah society tells us you know we got to be these emotionally strong men but showing emotion honestly shows your strength it shows you're comfortable with being who you are in front of other people yeah and those conversations we had were a great testament of people's strength because they were able to tell these stories full-heartedly and trusted other people to kind of be there and listen to them. Um, but, yeah, and I know when there was that one practice that we had where after practice coach had, um, coach had different people come up and talk about um, their testimonies mm -hmm. and kind of reflect on uh, – the George Floyd murder and just all sorts of different instances that have happened in the past. And, you know, were, were, were you one of the ones, I think you were one of the ones you I weren't. Don't think so. no, okay. I don't think so. But I mean, just yeah. right after practice, I mean, we, we just got done with a full team drill. Yeah. And 10 minutes later, you got guys pouring their hearts out to each other. Yeah. Just saying like, listen, like granted that didn't, you know, what happened to George Floyd didn't happen to any of us, but I mean, that, that could happen to us before we know it. Like, yeah. you never know. Mm -hmm. And just being able to – I think really those conversations that I had through United, through microgroups, through just talking to people, yeah, those conversations really helped me understand what it's like being a black man in America. Mm -hmm. Because in all the areas I've lived in, Indianapolis is a very diverse city, but the more outside you get in Indianapolis, the more – white yeah. it gets mm -hmm. like, i mean i lived in the south Super side of indianapolis right yeah. and the area where i lived in on the south side was probably at, at least 95 percent white and where i live right now it's mm -hmm. it's less than that but it's still easily three quarters yeah um and so i've never had to um you know have those conversations before just because i didn't know yeah. any black people just because they were not in the area i was in and that's a great part about playing athletics and yeah. playing and going to a college is you get people from all groups of um, all groups of life, all walks yeah. of life, all different places. And you can listen to people's stories and gain relationships. Yeah. And that's I mean, you can't ask for more than that, you especially can't. when when it comes to trying to understand people. Yeah. That's but the reason why I wanted to get out of my city. Yeah. To come like different places to meet different people. Yeah. Not like the same type of people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, granted, I'm from Indiana. And, you know, Indiana Wesleyan's only an hour and a half from me. 
or from my house. But I mean, I'm meeting people from Michigan, Illinois, Ohio, Minnesota, Kentucky. I mean, all around the region, all around the country. In fact, I'm meeting people who have incredible stories to tell, you included. So I mean, it's just it's incredible to just listen to those stories. But um, but now I want to tie this whole conversation back into Iwu specifically. Um, before we get into football, mm-hmm. but specifically just Indiana Wesleyan University as a whole, how have um, you know your peers, your classmates, professors, teammates, coaches, anyone? How have they impacted your view on racism and discrimination? Whether that's in a positive or hopefully not a negative light. Mm-hmm. Um, but but what are some what are some ways that you remember just being? impacted by by those surrounding you at the university um i think i've been impacted a lot by just um just from being in a in a suburban area growing up in a suburban area there's like i said like there's not a lot of black people so like i feel and i feel like a lot of us have mostly the same experiences because we've been around each other for most of our lives so i feel like um coming here and actually hearing other people of my color and like getting I guess to understand them too and like understanding how our stories are like so similar and how we kind of grew up with like discrimination and everything so I feel like that just kind of helped me I guess you're sur- you were surrounded by people who um didn't really understand yeah what I was you know what I'm saying so I feel like being getting here even though like there's not a lot of african-american people here but like the people that i associate myself with i guess hang around with all most of my time yeah we talk about i mean different things that we've been through and it's just very similar so i think that's helped me grow i guess in a good way yeah i mean having those conversations with people is huge just having people relate to you is yeah huge for everyone um but now specifically with football I know you you've played here for four years. You're about to play your fifth year. Mm-hmm. Um, and and your four years here at IWU with football, how have coaches and teammates kind of been alongside you in your um, not only in, in just your walk of life, but also helping you understand different things about um, racism and discrimination. I know you're you're a college you're. College man, I mean, you're 22, right? Yeah, no, I'm 21. I'm about 21. To turn 22 okay, in April. April oh, 7th. shoot, there you go. Happy early birthday. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but like, how how have just your teammates, your roommates, how have they helped you in um in your walk? Um, they've helped me. Uh, yeah, I mean, take your time. I guess. I mean. Like in a good way? Like are you asking like in a I'm, good way or a bad way or just it, like, any way. I mean okay. how have I mean, hopefully you haven't had any or too many experiences yeah. of people um affecting you negatively in terms mm-hmm. of discrimination. Mm-hmm. But how have people kind of helped you get through tough times within the um, grounds of racism and discrimination? Uh I think uh Coach Aldrin. Also uh Coach Clark when he was here also helped me. Also I mean my roommate uh, Varshawn when he was here. Uh, Vino, yeah. Vino, yeah. Uh, Juice, they always help me. Will Plant. I feel like just being able to have somebody to talk to about the situation 
who could connect. I just think that's really the biggest thing that helps me, honestly. I think that's pretty much it, though. Yeah. But then they've definitely, uh, all of, I've definitely had conversations with them all about some type of uh, thing that's happened um, that, they, that they've helped me, like, I guess, cope with, get through. Yeah. So I think that's something that's big. I mean, whether big or small, mm-hmm. I mean, you need, you just need someone. Yeah. And you found those people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, I'm going to ask you just a couple more questions um, and then we'll go ahead and wrap it up. But um, they're both going to be kind of broad. So if you need to think, think okay. if you need to. Okay. But the first one is um, what's one thing that you want to share with, um, with your white counterparts, whether that's peers, friends, teammates, anyone, anyone of that matter. What's one thing you want to share with them that you think would help them better understand what it's like to be black in America? To help them understand what it yeah. is to be black in America. Um, um Yeah. No, you take all the time you need, man. Um, what did Gardy say? Um, he just, I mean, <laughs> Gardy just said, um, I mean, well, G- Gardy's got a crazy story. So he said a lot of things, but yeah. I, spe- I, I specifically remember him um, saying just having conversations like this. Okay. Like, okay. like being able to, like, like basically saying, don't be afraid. Okay. To, to ask questions, sort of thing. I was just yeah. Trying to get, You're just trying um, to get inspiration. No, just kind of understand like where. Oh I was yeah, yeah. To go with the yeah. question. I mean, well, any way you interpret it. Okay. I mean, feel feel free um, to answer in that way. Uh, yeah, I also think just having conversations can help people understand and get a better picture and an understanding of what it's like. Um, I think also not being so quick to judge and I'm not saying I mean all colors do this right but just not being so quick to judge and that's just for anybody who's racist against anyone don't yeah. be quick to judge just because they're black doesn't mean they do all the things that are put with black people I guess yeah um just as some white people don't do all the things that are associated with white people um, so just take time to get to know people and don't read a book by its cover. Yeah. I mean, what I lo- like, what we look like doesn't mean what Anything. we act like exactly. or who we are like. Exactly. Yeah. And one last thing, and this is probably going to be one where you have to think again, just <laughs> heads up. But what are your, you know, just one overall takeaway from life? Like what's kind of the one thing that you live your life by, whether that's, um, you know, if it's been influenced through racism and discrimination you faced or just In something, general. yeah, or just something you live your life by. Okay. Um, there's a couple of things. Do you want me to think of like right now what like lately or what I've been trying it, to live by? Anything. Yeah. I, I mean, if, if it's, if it's like a, you know, if it's like a Bible verse or if it's like, you know, just a motto you kind of live by. Honestly. Or, I can be anything into 
that's one. Yeah. And then um, anything that is simple is critical. There you go. That's a that's a Coach Clark <laughs> euphemism is, right there. So that is so true. It applies everything, to everything. Everything. Yeah. Everything that's simple you think is not critical, but it really is critical. Yeah. I mean, you know, like you know why we know how to do the simple things so easily because we thought they were so important to spend so much time on them to do. Exactly. That's awesome. Um, yeah. If it's simple, it's critical. That's I've I've heard that plenty of times. <laughs> yes, but also my favorite Bible verse Isaiah forty one ten. Mm. Yeah. Fear not, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. That's my favorite. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, I don't have any questions, but I do want to end with with one thing, and um, this is me talking to you personally. Mm-hmm. If there's anything that I've done um, to you that has been offensive or discriminatory against you, I truly apologize because I. I mean, that's. I know you're shaking your head, but like I, like whether, like it was completely unintentional if I did because I don't want to, you know, I don't want to leave any stones unturned. You know, I want this conversation to be not only a space for you to tell your story, mm-hmm. but also for me to be able to, you know, talk to you one on one, reconcile with you, and make yeah. sure that you know if there's anything I did in the in the past that has affected you in a negative way that I apologize for. So. But yeah, I mean, I I just wanted to make sure, and if and if there was, then I mean, we I would love to talk it out. <laughs> but good, I'm I'm glad that I haven't done anything. Um, not that I not that I worry that I yeah. have, but yeah. just I mean, just you know, I'm a I'm an ignorant ignorant white man, and you know, some things that, and yeah, I mean, th- that's kind of where all this that's where racism and discrimination starts, just from ignorance, mm-hmm. and I may. Like, I don't know if I've said things that I just, you know, didn't know what I was saying and I just didn't know enough about, but um, I'm glad that that's not the case. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, Donnie, thank you so much for sure. spending thank time you. and talking with me um, today. I hope people take your story and use it to impact their perspective on racism and discrimination. But, um, but yeah, I mean, if there's anything else you want to say, fire away, but. Um, thank you. Thank you, Emory. Yeah. For the uh, opportunity. Appreciate it. Yeah, no problem, brother. Thanks for, thanks for joining me. I am so glad this conversation with Donnie happened because I learned so much about a teammate that I thought I knew pretty well. Donnie is someone who I knew I would want to have on my podcast for a while, and I'm so happy he took the time to share his story with not only me, but also with you all that are listening. Donnie has had a great impact on me and countless other teammates, and as he comes back for his fifth year, I know the same impact will occur with the next class of Wildcat football. Donnie, thank you for sharing your story. Keep on spreading love to others through your authenticity and through your caring heart. Thank you for listening to this episode of Forward Progress, Inspiring Change. If you enjoyed what you heard and want to keep tabs with the podcast, hit the follow button. I hope you keep listening to these incredible stories and use them to impact your perspective on the topic of racism and use them to keep the conversation going and inspire change.